0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network, radio to inspire and living.
1: <laughs> You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne
0: Gail Rose and Ahanu.
1: Well, good mid-morning, everybody, and good afternoon to those people up on the East Coast. Welcome to our program today. It is a cloudy, blustery day in San Diego, Ahano, and I absolutely love it. It's like having a romantic fall day in the middle of spring.
0: Well, our subject matter today is all about Dead people, not live people. So I'm sure they're not concerned about what the weather is like, but still it's great to get that little prediction about what's going to happen in the wider world as well as in our day to day. So we're going to look backwards in time today. And what's really interesting about this is most of our radio promotion is about the fact that we interview amazing people and we discuss exciting and controversial subjects on our world of empowerment radio. But today, we're not talking to live people at all, but to dead people. So listen well, we're up.
1: we're not talking to the dead people, Lahano. Let's let's that let people mislead the people. No uh, we're not misleading people. We're Angel not Rose. talking to dead people. We're talking about
0: dead people. We're talking about them. You're exactly. Right. And we've got some interesting people lined up too. In the past. You have to tell that story, Angel Rose, how it all began.
1: Yes. Well, as everyone knows You know, I am a reader of the Akashic Records. And what about a year ago, you and I were at my daughter's house and her girlfriend was over and her girlfriend was waiting for my daughter Janae to get home. So she had about an hour wait. And she asked me at that time, would I be willing to go into the Akashic Records because she was just so curious to find out what had happened to famous deceased people, and we've never done anything like that. We thought that would be quite an interesting little experiment. So we did go into the Akashic Records, and we let her fire away and ask about all these different people that she was interested in.
0: Yeah, and what we found, for example, was that Hitler had not reincarnated, that he was confined on a circular orbit and was learning how God sees things and jfk for example was with the group of the founding fathers not in body but close to the earth and he had he has his nose in politics actively engaged in trying to change politics to truth and that time too it was soon after michael jackson had died don't
1: tell him everything
0: honey. no no i'm i'm not i'm just <laughs> these are just some of the highlights and some of the things that really really inspired me was that um Michael Jackson, of course, we knew he was confused about his identity and that he was wounded somewhat. But he was now taking responsibility for his lack of responsibility then. And then, of course, we had some really interesting information about Princess Di and various others. And I I have to say, it's really, really interesting to take a view at what these people are doing in the afterlife, and see how do they affect us today, if at all.
1: Well, that is true. And so first of all, I think we should talk a little bit about what it's like after death, Uh, even though people have their ideas. We have seen many different planes of existence after death. We've seen places where people go to heal that are, you know, where they're bathed in color. We've seen huge, vast libraries and colleges of learning. We've seen angels that sing around the throne of Source. We've seen people who become guides to others and help people when they cross over. Some are assigned just to babies, others to adolescents, and still others to elderly people uh we we've, we've just seen you know places where people are quarantined or confined in certain instances so there is a vast 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 uh realm of experiences after you die and what i have found by being in the records is every spirit that crosses over after they meet their angel and their loved ones uh very often They get to manifest in spirit what they wanted to have manifest here, but what didn't manifest. So, for example, my grandfather on my mom's side, he always wanted to run a boat marina. And when he was alive, he started to, he built a boathouse. He ordered all these canoes and electric motors. But apparently, he didn't have the resources to really pay for all those. So make a long story short his dream never manifested you know he it, it never materialized and spontaneously a couple years after he died he came to me and he said uh, he used to call me Gaily he goes look what i look where i am gaily and i saw him running this huge boat marina you know just all these beautiful boats really successful and then my dad when my dad died my dad was always somebody who was never really happy with his income and he used to admire his younger brother who made over six figures so when i dreamt of him he appeared to be like in his 30s and he was dressed up in a white shirt and pants and it was like he had, he was living that dream where he was successful so i do know that you get a certain amount of time to do that and my great grandparents who were together their whole lives lived in this little house in Altona, New York, and they were together on the other side and they were living in a replica of that house with the white picket fence in spirit. Do you
0: think then, Angel Rose, that that's all that happens when one crosses over? That they live these dreams, that they manifest in spirit, what they wanted to do or achieve or learn here or is there something else going on in other words does the same thing happen to everybody
1: well i think everybody's given a period of time to do that i don't think you stay there i think you're given um, a period of time to do what you've always wanted to do and then it's almost like you know your guides come along and say right let's go have that life review you know let's take a look at your life, let's let's see how you did, and you have a life review, and then it depends on what happened when you died. In other words, some people who, let's say, were very, very ill, when they cross over, sometimes they're so damaged that they go to this plane of healing. So they that would not be a case when somebody went off and played around with their desires they they need healing so i've seen places that are just bathed in these beautiful colors and these people are literally kind of resting in those places while they're being healed while they're being put back together in some way and people can need not only to have what would have been considered a physical body healed energetically but they could also have been um really weakened or damaged in their light body and so they would spend time having that healed and, and it's different for every person
0: and would that length of time that they spend being healed indicate when they might reincarnate in other words if somebody was taking a long time let's say to heal the spirit body the light body they might not incarnate for several years is that the case or could somebody come back in pretty quickly
1: Well, again, that's different for everybody. It's different for what the soul wants to do as well. Because some people who spend many years, and some people can spend many years in a healing plane, when they're finished, they may go off to a university in spirit. They may go off to a learning place. They may pick what they want to learn, or they may need to learn certain things, and they'd be taken to those places. So... It's not a given that they reincarnate, that every person who dies reincarnates as soon as they can. That's not really the case.
0: So is this why sometimes people can't be contacted in the spirit world? I know it's happened to you several times where you say they seem to have gone quite a distance into spirit, that they're not interested really in connecting back and communicating with us here on the earth plane. Would that explain that?
1: Well, no, because I can still see, if somebody's in a healing plane, I can still see them, clearly. Uh, they may not be available to have a long conversation, you know, or a communication with a loved one. But I'll be able to see them. What you're talking about is when you tune into a spirit and they're at a distance. It usually means that, you know, they've gone on to either some advanced learning or they've gone on to a particular... Particular mission in spirit that really takes them kind of far away from the earth plane so it is and, and what's interesting when you're in spirit is we've heard these adjectives described described about source where source can be all places at once or be aware of everything at once and that is true of spirits they can actually be quite a distance from the earth and still be aware of their relatives here but what would be different is that, you know, they would not be interested in being a guide, for example, to a relative or being close to the earth plane. So they really wouldn't want to have uh, really lengthy conversations. So they'd be off on another spiritual mission.
0: So when you say then, for example, about your dad that he, he reenacted or he he lived his dream in the spirit world, does it follow then that famous people who we're talking about who might have had a huge impact on the earth for example let's say in politics or world government or leadership or war for example may have been involved in the killing of thousands of people or indeed may have been involved in the healing of millions of people through some invention some medical invention for example but will they Will they still have that effect on the Earth once they're passed over?
1: Well, it, again, I think we need to remember that every person is a an individualized an individualized spirit. So, just because somebody had a huge influence here on the Earth when they were alive, doesn't mean that they necessarily want to interact with the Earth still when they're in spirit some will and some won't it just depends as we found out when we did the famous deceased uh records that day it it really depends some could have lived very powerful lives on earth and then be relieved when they're in spirit that they don't have that responsibility and maybe they're in spirit doing something else or maybe they've reincarnated as a just a regular common person who you know does not draw attention to themselves sure so and
0: didn't we also find that this was the case with for example hitler i don't want to dwell on that particular individual but didn't we find that he was prevented from interfering in any way with the energies of the earth he was put on a kind of uh, what, what do you call it a...
1: what did we call it he was on uh I guess we didn't write it down. I, I remember getting it when I was in there. But it was a particular spherical, circular plane that seemed to be either around the Earth or around a, a different planet. Almost like if you look at the rings of Saturn. I'm not saying he was on Saturn, because I'm really not sure what planetary body he was on. But he he would have been orbiting like on a plane around saturn a ring around saturn and it felt to me that it was uh some sort of a quarantine a temporary quarantine uh so what they what they actually said was he's not reincarnated that he is confined on this circular orbit and is when you said is learning how god sees things so what has happened with him is he can only be in the mode of an observer Okay, until a, until this time cycle has elapsed, it's interesting. Um, he can observe, but he cannot participate or influence anything on the Earth or anyone. In other words, it looks to me like his—you know—he had a powerful influence, albeit a negative influence, but a a strong power to influence people and. What they're saying, what I remember this now, what they were saying was that he is not being allowed to influence or reincarnate on this earth plane until after what looks like to me is this particular stellar activation cycle is over. In other words, because he's already historically been someone who really has done uh, a lot of damage in terms of. You know when you think of the Earth and the people here that were in this current stellar stellar activation cycle and we're here to create a new paradigm that's based more on love and cooperation and you know seeing everybody as our brothers and sisters without war uh he certainly did not fit the bill i mean he would have he would have fit the bill of a one world order person who would be looking at the um genocide of particular races because he didn't feel they were pure enough okay so basically they he does not have permission right now you know to do anything except watch and look at things out of uh uh, when i say god's eyes you know he's not that he'll choose that i mean you don't know what he'll do as a soul but at least he's being shown uh what a different frame of reference looks like and he gets to watch but he doesn't get to influence and he doesn't get to to leave this place either
0: so what are the criteria then that would prevent somebody like that from interfering with the earth again after they die i mean is it that they've killed so many people is that they were siding with the dark side or what what would
1: What I've seen, now he's the only one that I've seen on this circular ring like that. But I have seen other souls that are quarantined into a particular plane. And that looks like it's because they have had repeated incarnations. You know, think about the fact that whenever you have an incarnation, um, you know, of course we have free will when we're here. We can choose whatever. But souls that repeatedly incarnate, and I'm talking about hundreds of times, who do not insist on learning or upgrading their soul in any way and play the role of somebody who is repeatedly destructive, that after a certain amount of incarnations, they are put on planes of quarantine. And let me explain what that is, because it's different than Hitler, and I just want to say that he's, he's on a particular thing, but I think it's for the same reason. But the other souls that I've seen that are on planes of quarantine, they have to stay there with other souls like them until they learn, until they come out of, you know, a particular pattern that they've been in for many, many, many years or many, many incarnations. So they can still learn there and they can still grow there, but they can't leave until that happens. So, but that, that's what I've seen happens to many souls who, like I say, if they've lived hundreds, and I do mean hundreds of incarnations and refuse to change or grow, then eventually, uh, they're put in that type of a place. Okay, so like in Hitler's case, you know, because he had such a devastating effect on our world and our current history, that, you know, he's not being allowed to reincarnate in this current cycle. And I think the reason is, is to kind of give people a chance, um, give a stellar activation cycle a, a chance to, you know, possibly go into the light without so much negative interference that's what that's about let's go ahead and talk about some of these people who have passed over that our friend asked us about that day we've we've already discussed hitler and i don't really know how long he'll be where he is but i do remember being told at the time that it would be at least until this stellar activation cycle has run its course which is a long time
0: Yes, but I actually took a moment out there, Angela Rose, to pull out my own notes because you inspired me to ask a question when you were talking about living multiple lives and not perhaps learning everything that you needed to learn. And I know in my own situation, because I feel that I have resolved these past lives, but I was a waif child in one life that I can clearly remember. Uh, Like a poor, thin, hungry, poor beggar child kind of thing as you'd see in the movies you know with ragged clothing and that kind of thing Uh, perhaps with no parents maybe in a, a wartime but I was also a Napoleonic soldier I was a rich pioneer I was a Native American Indian I was a Yankee soldier I was an Irish king I was an Italian trader and all kinds of other lifetimes too that I can actually list out but my question is and and it's in line with all these other people that we're going to talk about here when you talk about learning through these different lifetimes is it possible that somebody would come here with just one incarnation and never reincarnate again that they would learn everything that's needed to learn in one lifetime well i
1: doubt that a person would learn everything there's that they could learn in one lifetime and you know, I don't think that that's possible. It is possible that somebody could have an incarn one incarnation on the Earth and then not return to the Earth, but I, I wouldn't assume that that means that they've learned mastery of Earth. I, I just think that they may have come for a particular reason and decided that uh, this is not where they need to be next time. Because it's not a given that you when you reincarnate, you always have to come to Earth. I right. think what happens is right. when you live many lives and you create karma here, then anytime you create any sort of a karmic situation, which is really anything that's unhealed, you will come back to the place at some point in your evolution to reconcile that. Right,
0: yeah. So you could equally be reconciling stuff on another planetary system. Or somewhere else in the universe? Well, no,
1: no, you wouldn't reconcile your earth karma on another system.
0: (laughs) No, what I mean is, if you incarnated on another planet, for example, you'd go back there to resolve karmic issues. Right, wherever you hit,
1: right, wherever you, whatever souls you would have encountered, right, uh, whatever situations, you would come back to the place
0: and pick up where you left off. Right. So, my question then is about these famous deceased people. Mm hmm we'd have to assume then that they will be back.
1: Well, you can't assume that because you don't know what their soul will do. Okay, so we'll see as we go through some of these. Like for, you know, we checked on Gandhi, for example. Do you remember? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, yes.
1: And Gandhi was the only soul of all of the 30 that we were asked about that day who had become a a beautiful violet-colored ball of light. And... You know, that said to me that he is out of here. You know, there is no reason. He's become, you know, basically a a masterful being. You know, he doesn't have any need or reason to come back to the earth plane, all right? He could, he could of his own volition for a particular reason, but it wouldn't be because he had to resolve anything. You know, he, he was somebody who was really the one who had progressed the furthest of all the souls that we asked about in
0: spirit <coughs> excuse me so let's start uh, and run through okay
1: let's see then uh-huh. um, we went through Hitler the next person this woman asked us about was Joan of Arc and what we were told was is that she had reincarnated as a Victorian child back in the Victorian time period and was a normal, peaceful, but gifted artist. Following her previous life of chaos, she chose a new life of peace. She said she would fight again for her principles if she had to. She is not physical now, but has dictated or channeled spiritual knowledge to people. She has no desire to be in the earth drama at this time, and she was also a very old Atlantean. Isn't that interesting? now? that huh? is
0: really interesting.
1: They got a little bit of her past life there, and i I think that was an interesting thing to see. Is that when we think of famous people, we don't necessarily think of who they might who they might have been in another life. You know, we just think of them as that famous person, not realizing that that's only one incarnation of many that they've had.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay, go on then from Joan of Arc.
1: All right, so we were asked about Harriet Tubman. And what was so funny is that when she asked me about Harriet Tubman, I didn't remember who Harriet Tubman was. I knew the name, but I couldn't place who she was. But I immediately heard this this African-American woman say, Y'all haven't changed much. (laughs) Remember that, Autumn?
0: <laughs> and I had a great laugh over that, uh, but but it was very but she very was true. serious. Yes, yes, she
1: was serious. She she um she felt that even though we technically had freed the slaves, that slavery was still rampant. That's right in our world in in different ways.
0: Yes, yes. different forms. So that's slavery. why she said
1: we really haven't changed. We're still enslaving each other, and uh, you know through all sorts of ways. So <clears throat> so what was actually said is. She is not now in body, but had one incarnation as a black newspaper boy who died at age 11. She is disappointed with the mistreatment of humans, despite slavery being officially over. You haven't changed that much, were her first words. Freedom is everybody's right, but must be earned, preserved, and upheld, she said. And I think that was interesting because it was like a little bit of a lecture to say freedom isn't free. You know, that you really do have to fight for freedom. You can't just sit back and even though it's your right, you do have to uphold it. And uh, so that was interesting. Now, John F. Kennedy, uh, she asked about him. And what we got was that he was with a group of the founding fathers. He's not in body, but is close to the earth. And what I mean by that is he was, what I felt like I was looking at was a gathering of founding fathers who were, you know, in in two or three levels in spirit planes above the earth, watching what goes on here, discussing what goes on here, trying to influence as much as they can um, to uphold freedom. So, he has his nose in politics. He's actively engaged in trying to change politics to truth. He is not happy about treason and lies being told to the American people. He supports scientific development and influences policies towards peace. He is an activist in spirit. That was interesting.
0: Yes. Now, I'd like to know a little bit more about him. We won't do it just now, of course, but perhaps this is something that we should do as time goes by, is to explore a little more in what way somebody who's not in body can actually influence us by way of politics or economics or in in whatever Well, way. they
1: would do it through thought transference, just like you have a guide and you've got an angel who might, you know, send a thought to you for you to hopefully receive so that you can be inspired or have a different idea a higher thought perhaps a new idea what they look like they do is they they do that as a collective there's a group of beings who are still very much interested in restoring freedom so they would you know probably try to influence the right people people who would listen to them the people who could receive new ideas or have a different plan
0: for example and that would come by way of an inspired idea for yeah probably like a
1: thought transference or something like that yeah
0: but does the same thing follow then on the negative side that somebody might have a negative idea or create a negative plan to hurt others or kill or maim well sure that
1: that, that happens all the time and that goes under the heading of you know demons basically dark forces that You know, that is one of the ways they influence people is through thoughts and emotions, planting negative thoughts and emotions into somebody, or especially when somebody's vulnerable.
0: But then, does anybody ever have an original thought?
1: Sure, lots of people have original thoughts, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you can also receive thoughts from the mind of God. You know, you can go even higher than that, and you can get inspiration and most people who get that type of inspiration or or higher thoughts know that it's not coming from them they know that it's coming from some sort of a higher intelligence and they're being inspired and they're being creative like i think if you look at some of the geniuses science geniuses like einstein he would have been aware that he was receiving higher knowledge. Some of them received stuff like that through dreams. So there's a lot of th- a lot of stuff going on on the spiritual level that we really just don't think
0: about. Just do a quick reminder for our listeners, Angel Rose, that you're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio. And we are speaking today about the famous deceased. So let's go on and... We have quite a few, yes. We
1: saw that Michael Jackson was one of these individuals that was being healed in spirit. Uh, he, was con- he told us that he was confused about his identity on Earth and was a very wounded being. Uh, however, he was taking responsibility for his lack of responsibility then, and where that came from is he actually told us that you know, yes, that doctor, uh, you know, had his hand in giving him too much medication. But he also right away said that he himself, Michael himself, was not responsible for his own life in that way. In other words, he didn't take responsibility for the amount of medications he was taking. Uh, so he, he basically said a lot of it was his fault. Uh, He is not concerned with the earth right now, okay, because he's in a healing place.
0: Right. So in the same way that you have looked at Michael Jackson's situation just before his death, is it possible then to actually see the cause of somebody's death, or the circumstances around their death. In other words, can the Akashic Records be used as a, as a kind of uh, murder mystery-solving tool?
1: I suppose you could, but I don't know if I would. You know, just because that gets into... It's not what the records are about. The records aren't about rehashing stuff that happened on Earth. The records are about soul progress so like in this case you know i i think part of our lady's question was was he murdered by the doctor and what michael was saying was it is true that the doctor you know let's just say gave him too much medicine okay but it was also true that michael in his own life was not a responsible person in terms of medications and drug use so he was saying okay in other words he was saying yeah that guy that doctor did that but but i myself uh did not take responsibility for my life in that way and he was trying to say if it was up to him it doesn't matter what that doctor did because the whole point for him as a soul was that he had a lot of confused times he struggled a lot with his identity he didn't handle medications very well and this is his learning you know this is why he's in a healing plane now because he's saying that he was a very wounded being you know and he didn't give me details but i had the feeling that he had gone through a lot of internal trauma right and was struggling
0: as a person and you see in his case now and we're speaking about michael jackson is it likely that he would come back as a I know each one, and you did say each one, each person has their own soul journey. But in his case, is it likely that he would come back as a musician or an artist of some kind? Or would he take a completely different route altogether?
1: It's not known what he'll do. He could, or he might not. You know, there are some musicians that die young that do come back and have another music career. But it's not necessarily a given that that's what he's going to do. Right now, you know, when we checked anyway, it was about a year ago, year and a half ago, he was in a place of healing. And what that means is, what he said to me is, I'm not interested in nurse. It's almost like, you know, it's a relief on a level to not have to worry about that right now. So, what he'll do, who knows? I mean, he may not reincarnate for a long time. He may decide. He likes it in spirit, and he may feel that, you know, once he's, he's healed, and I actually do feel now that we're talking about him, that he has uh, made progress in healing. That's what I feel like I'm getting from him right now. I see a lot of beautiful emerald green light all around him. So I feel like he has uh, gone through his healing, is what he's saying to me. And um, he's very, you know, I feel like he's interested in learning. Uh, I feel he's interested in, in learning more about higher music, actually. Uh, he's also a lover of children. So I, I think he's going to spend time in spirit
0: for a really long time. Now, you see how we're talking today specifically about the famous deceased. And it, it gives us a liberty, a, a permission somewhat, because they're famous and they're in the public domain. But when somebody dies who is personal to us mm-hmm. you know a, a parent or a child or a lover or whatever it might be that nobody else knows about it's just a human relationship on a one-to-one basis can they can they get the kind of information that you're talking about now with the famous people can they get the same kind of information about where their loved one is and absolutely what i do
1: it all the time in private readings They will ask about someone that they've lost, you know, or someone that they could have been a friend with that died and they wanted to check on, or a pet. People ask me about their pets all the time. What are their pets doing? Um, So, yes, you can access that. You can see where they are.
0: Now, there's somebody who the world loved and the world is very interested in finding out more about what happened. And that's Princess Diana. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about going into the circumstances of her, her death, but what we want to know is what's she doing now and where is she? And w- when, when we last checked, what was she up to?
1: We were shocked when we saw this info. Yeah. We checked on Princess Diana, and she had already reincarnated, and she was a, a two- to three-year-old little girl. And she was in the family of Dodi Fayed, Um as a either a granddaughter or uh, a relative. One of his relatives looks like had given birth to a, a daughter after Diana's death. And she is that daughter. And she's chosen this because they are an old family soul group. In other words, she was connected on a soul level to... Uh, Dodi Fayed's ancestry, let's just say, uh, in that a lot of these people had biblical roots. In other words, a lot of these people had lived back in biblical days. And she also had had a, a lifetime in biblical times. Uh, she used her time in the royal household to gain influence for her new mission as a strong female presence in the uh, Arab Muslim world. So what I was seeing is that you know how Muslim women are they're pretty suppressed. Wouldn't you agree Ahado? Okay so it looks to me that part of her sole mission was to come back as a um, an Arab female for the purpose of when she grew up you know which obviously is some time yet that she was going to be a female leader that would change uh, a lot of the oppression of women in the in the Muslim religion
0: so she used her her former influence let's call it her position to to, to gather or to garner enough spiritual energy to be able to deliver this sole purpose again
1: well that's what one one thing that was very interesting that we found out by this was we were shown that people who do end up being public figures who carry a lot of influence and power, they have to build up to that in their soul. In other words, you don't arrive at a public, being a public figure without having had other lifetimes that would have built on the frequency of you being put in that position. So what she was saying was that she was put in this position of being in the royal family uh, to gain experience because, first of all, she had earned the right to it. But energetically, she had. But she was also learning how to be public with people, how to have relationships. She was very loved by many people. And so she created this very positive, uh, powerful influence in her soul in that lifetime. And so now we're looking at if you take what's going on in this world as a process. We're in a stellar activation cycle where we're moving to change A lot of old paradigms that have all been based on uh injustice and suppression. And because she in her soul, she's lived lifetimes in biblical times, she's known um Dodi Fayed's soul group in other incarnations, and doesn't mean she's a Muslim. I have to be clear here. It doesn't mean that in her soul she's a Muslim. We have to get the religion the religion part out of there, okay? But what she is doing is she's going to be a female influence to help shift that muslim religion so that it isn't so biased against women okay so it's another mission different mission but it's almost like she left early so that she when she by the time she grew up uh in the now life she's in now she will be still within the realm of change Do you know what i'm saying and be able to influence. That's what I got. That was quite shocking, but was quite interesting as well, wasn't it? Yes,
0: yes, Now, you mentioned something very important there, Angel Rose, about somebody having a mission, but keeping the religion out of it. Now, something that we have explored in the past is about the fact that a Christian, when a Christian dies, would see Jesus, for example, and a Muslim would see Muhammad, for, for example. And we understand where that's coming from and why that would be the case. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to get at now is, at what point does religion stop in the next world? In other words, when somebody is dying and they see Jesus, or somebody is dying and they see Muhammad or Buddha or whoever, what point does the religion stop in the next life? Do you understand what I'm asking?
1: I do, and that's an interesting question because um, I don't know that it's a given that everybody who's Christian sees Jesus. You know, they could see their relatives right away. They could see their guardian angel right away. Some would see Jesus. Okay, now, there's two levels of this question, and we're going off on a whole other topic here, huh, by that, by you bringing that up. I I want
0: to take a very, very quick break, but I'd like you to answer that question before we move on, and then we'll we'll come back to the famous deceased after the break.
1: Yes, okay, because on one level, all the planes of existence after death are made up by us. And I know that could be a shock to people to hear, but if you really understood consciousness and perception, you could see how our beliefs create um, our reality, even in the next world. So when you say, where does it stop? It doesn't stop until somebody starts to really see the truth, the absolute reality of God that is beyond perception. And that truth is is only love. That's all it is, is only love. And, you know, once somebody really kind of immerses themselves in the truth, then, you know, all of the religions don't really matter at the end you know so in other words we have to go beyond perception to absolute reality to really understand that religions are all you know they're made up ideas about god most of them so we're attracted to them because of our own consciousness and when our consciousness changes we're no longer attracted to them so i hope that answers it a little bit for you
0: it does and I've often wondered about that because that whole religion thing is such a powerful force on this planet that it's inevitable that it's going to carry over and have some influence in the next. But at the same time, though, that's where the learning and the dissolution of those heavy beliefs happens and uh, gives us a much more balanced approach. So, let me just remind our listeners that you're listening to Angel Rose Anahanu. We're on World of Empowerment Radio. Our sponsor this week is Diamond Sun Hosting, who's consciously hosting your spiritual website since 1993 at diamondsunhosting.com. Now, if you wish to sponsor an episode or the full series, contact us at worldofempowerment.com. Now, we're going to go and take a very, very quick little break in just a moment. But Angel Rose has a little announcement to make about her training that's coming up in Ireland in July.
1: All right. Well, we will be doing a weekend workshop in Kilkenny, Ireland on July. I don't remember the dates. It's the middle of July, um, 12th and 13th uh, at Butler House, which is a castle, right? In Kilkenny, Butler House in Kilkenny. Uh, we will be teaching how to read the Akashic records and we will be incorporating a lot of frequency raising and clearing exercises. So it'll be really interesting and uh, very informative, I'm sure. If you're interested in checking that out, you can go to worldofempowerment.com under where? Under the events or under the shop.
0: Either events or shop or in the blog or just do a search for workshops, Kilkenny, Ireland, uh, okay. Akashic Records, any of those keywords would actually bring it up.
1: And we're also teaching in San Diego on May, I think, I don't know, sorry I don't have these dates, but it's the middle of May, uh, an advanced healing workshop on psychic laser therapy, which is a form of psychic surgery. Uh, so if you are interested in that, attending that you—that that is a certification course you do need to sign up as soon as possible because I will be limiting spaces because of what it is
0: all right we're going to take a very very quick little break now and when we come back we're going to be talking about Jesus Christ himself what he's doing now Mary Magdalene Jacques Cousteau George Washington Queen Elizabeth I, uh, Thomas Jefferson and others so stand by we'll be right back after this mm-hmm. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living.
1: You're listening now to the Honest to God series
0: with Gail Rose and Ahanu.
1: Now, Hannah, you know this next person has been the subject of much debate and controversy uh in the past ten years, and that is Mary Magdalene. We've seen all kinds of uh books come out about her and yes, Jesus and their relationship. And YouTube videos and all kinds. Yes. So when we asked about her, she said to us that she was not legally married to Jesus. And I I found that interesting because I definitely felt they were married amongst themselves. Okay, in other words, some other type of ceremony that would have made them married, but would not necessarily have been registered in Roman terms, is what I was getting. Okay, um, they are twin souls, twin flames. Okay, and she, on one level, she wants to also say to us that when when you have a twin soul you are married really because you are the same person so um just she threw that in there they had children and did go to france she was not a prostitute this story was put on put out there by dissatisfied men that could not defile her in any other way In other words, it felt like it was from jealousy. Some rumor got spread about her. Uh, She said that there is no pure bloodline left today, but there is a gene code that can allow uh, truth. So she is not on the planet now, as she is very busy in spirit. Her purpose here was to reintroduce gene codes into the human bloodline so that humanity can remember God. And, um, yeah, what I really got from that is their the reason for their marriage and the reason for their children was to put ascension codes back into the bloodline of all humans. It was not to preserve a particular family lineage. It was to put ascension potential. Uh, back into the blood, the DNA blood code of the human race. So that's what they were doing. All right, Jesus Christ. um, He is part of the same off-planet soul group as Mary Magdalene. They are involved in advanced spiritual work. They are part of promoting advancement on other star systems. He is a liaison uh, with other planetary places and races working for interdimensional peace. He is not in a body now, but he could be seen in spirit at some future point when he deems it appropriate. So what I felt was he would appear, but not necessarily come back in a physical body. Um, he was arrested and escaped as Pilate was paid off by some well-connected Essenes, but not everyone knows of this. He has not embodied since then, and he is very aware of all prayers. Okay, so that was quite interesting.
0: Where does that leave the huge body of belief systems that Jesus Christ will return?
1: well it just leaves them with belief systems you know i don't see that he i didn't feel that he had a desire to return i felt like i was looking at such an advanced being that he was he was he's he's an advocate for peace and he was working in interdimensional realms to promote peace among star systems and other races and that's what he is i mean he's an advocate for peace and so what he said was, you may see him appear. You know, for if you felt it was appropriate that he would make an appearance, but not to be born back into a body. That's what I got from it. You know, the thing about the crucifixion will upset a lot of people as well, but he was saying he was not. He actually, a pilot was actually paid off, and he actually did escape. And uh, somebody else was put in his place, so... Of course, that's that's a huge controversy.
0: Yeah, and uh, far be it for us to get involved in that right now, but simply just to put it out there and let people make up the, their own minds because this information is accessible to everybody. The mm-hmm. Akashic Records is available to everybody and people can actually draw their own conclusions very, very easily by accessing their own records. But what is important, though, is at least it's bringing it up into people's minds to shake those long-held beliefs that may be mistaken or misconstrued or have some other agenda behind them and a lot of people take these beliefs without questioning i remember actually when i was growing up as a young child in holy catholic ireland and my mother used to say to me whenever i questioned anything like for example you know was 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 the mother of Jesus a virgin? How, how is it possible for somebody to be a virgin and have a child? And she kept saying, no matter what the question was, her answer always was, this is what we are led to believe. This is what we are led to believe. And immediately my young mind said, well, that just shows you, doesn't it, that we are led to believe without questioning. And the same is true, though of all kinds of directives that come down to us through religions or through politics that we are led to believe things and we take up and follow it blindly. So I hope that in our discussion today it will actually raise the possibility for people to ask questions say, well, hang on now. Did Jesus really die? In fact... Well, we some did, people don't even believe he existed. Well, we did a show one time, remember, with yeah. a lady from Canada where and also with Penny Kelly, do you remember, where we spoke... About and ask the question, did Jesus really exist at all? So I will point people to the archives to listen to those ones, because they were very riveting shows, actually, and really do open up all kinds of other possibilities. But that's not to be agnostic or non-religious or non-believing. It's simply just to open the mind to ask the questions and have people become self-sovereign about their beliefs. Do you know? And I think that's a very sensible thing. So I'm glad that we did ask about jesus christ and the crucifixion and of course we're in this whole time of easter now and it raises these questions but the but i
1: think that's the point though the point in is that where humanity is stuck is on the crucifixion if you just take crucifixion as an archetype this is where the human race is stuck it's stuck in victim victimizer it's stuck in martyr consciousness and they don't take it further to really look at the message there the the message is 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 after that archetype of crucifixion or victimization, you move to resurrection and then you move to ascension. And that's what, what the whole story of Jesus, in fact, not just Jesus, you know, if anybody, and we won't really delay on this, but if anybody really wants to research this, there was an old video that I watched many years ago called The Naked Truth. The Naked Truth. And it was a video about how 18 other times in history, before Jesus was born, there was the exact same scenario occurred in different time periods with different people. The same story, uh, 18 other times in history. Okay, and it all centered around uh, an immaculate birth. The mother's name was always... A derivative of Mary. There was always a crucifixion, a resurrection, and an ascension. So I think we need to say that to people because I think it's more about a process or a message that we have the potential within us to move out of this victim paradigm into a resurrection and ascension paradigm. And I think that's what the whole story is really about. So when we say that Jesus said that he had children to put that in the gene code you know it's basically saying okay for the physical body to be able to do that it has to have the genome for it and jesus and mary magdalene put that genome in so that's what i think it's about
0: okay who's next on our list dang rose
1: kim jong il who was that ahano do you know
0: i was the dictator in uh, korea
1: Was he a good dictator or a bad (laughs) dictator? He was not a good guy? What he said was, he is happy to be out of the responsibility of earth and happy to be with his soul family. He did not care about people, and he was so glad it was over. He wants nothing to do with the earth now.
0: How about that one? Isn't that interesting that somebody would express that, that they want nothing to do with the earth? But, you know, like I asked earlier, is it the case, though, that he might well reincarnate? Because the same reason that many people ask you in the readings and consultations and ask us online and on the radio show and in various forums, is this my last lifetime? And usually we find that when somebody asks that question, it, it usually is. It's not their last <laughs> it's life. Not, you mean you're coming back. You're when they come. really
1: want to get out of here, yes. usually they'll have to come back at some point, you yeah. know.
0: So what about this gentleman? So some
1: point, probably at some point in his evolution he will be back. That's yeah, possible. I don't know how he'll be back, but he probably will be.
0: Yeah, well let's hope he's not comes back as a as a tyrant or a dictator. Yeah.
1: All right, Jacques Cousteau, our wonderful ocean researcher. Yes. Jacques Cousteau is not on the planet now yet. Yet his spirit is an integral part of preserving the oceans. It still is. He is an advanced being surrounded by music. And yeah, there is a whole... There are planes in spirit that are just music planes. Uh, that's what I where I saw him. He could come back with new information in about three or four years because of his huge concern for the ocean. So, we did this probably, what, a year, to, year or two years ago. So, he could be getting ready to come back. Uh, but, actually, what I'm feeling from him is uh, he's telling me that he would have planned that, but the way the things are now, it's not yet the time. So, I think he might have delayed that a bit. All right, George Washington was our next George Washington is not involved in current politics. He has been gone a long time and he is in a place of learning and is not in a body. so he would not have been part of the group of founding fathers that are together he I actually felt him uh not wanting to be involved right now you know he's he's gone on to a little bit of advanced learning is where he is. Queen Elizabeth I has reincarnated. Oh, people will laugh, laugh at this. Uh, she has reincarnated as a rock star, somewhat like a Bonnie Tyler type. She is now living out of, out of politics, yet influential through music. She is enjoying her freedom of being a rock star, which for her is her leadership role without the responsibility. She is enjoying the self-expression in this role, in this time that she could not have done as Queen Elizabeth of England. So imagine somebody being a. Why I thought this was so interesting because it gave me the perspective that royalty, people who are live lives of royalty, they really do have to live by particular etiquette standards and manners and uh, protocol. And they really are not free to really express themselves in this way. In other words, if she had had that in her when she was a queen, she wouldn't have been able to come out and express that. So imagine, it's
0: imagine a, a queen as a being rock star. a rock star. <laughs>
1: so it's kind of funny that she chose to come back, still being a public figure,
0: and still having great influence.
1: Yes, and I actually did feel she was similar to a, to Bonnie Tyler. She could have been Bonnie Tyler because that was the name that came to me or could be Bonnie Tyler, but, you know, being able to be public, you know, have her work out there, but have it be her own freedom of expression.
0: Now, it raises a question, though, Angel Rose, about the DNA, because my understanding was that the DNA for, let's say, royalty, you know, the blue blood, is it kind of gets handed down. So how is it that somebody might incarnate with different DNA, in a different family, in different country, perhaps in different circumstances. Well,
1: that's just the soul choice. And the soul choice isn't locked into a particular physical body ancestry. You know, it doesn't have to do that, you know.
0: And that came up in a wonderful session that we did on DNA and if people want to actually go back and have a look at that you can it'll be in
1: my second book uh-huh. it'll,
0: it'll be in Angel Rose's second book that's yes. coming out at the end of this month actually the, the nature of reality and that can be got at the nature of okay who's next on the list Angel Rose Dr.
1: Mary Wallace who is she uh-huh. somebody might know I'm sorry that I don't know but uh, I think she was uh, she might have done something for healing I don't know but anyway, and for those who know Dr. Mary Wallace, she has come back and is a grandmother in Connecticut. She came back for home and family and community. So that's, that's her. Thomas Jefferson. He is trying to implement a new way to trade and do business between different countries. He is active in politics, working to inspire new ways of thinking. He has a lot to do with the business of money right now. He got a lot of help and support from women who, unknown to others, collaborated in the writing of the Constitution. All right, so that's interesting. He was basically letting us know that there were a lot of women behind the writing of the Constitution at that time.
0: Yeah, and that's not something that's generally known or handed down through the history books. No, I think
1: he was kind of karmically coming clean you know what I mean by yes. saying, hey, you know, yes. just, just so you know, he's given credit to the yes. women who helped write the Constitution. But isn't that
0: the case, though, behind the scenes all the time, Mangel Rose, that the, the, the strength behind the so, famous person is the woman? <laughs> or yeah, Absolutely. No, it, it's yeah, to... true. And the, the wisdom. And I can imagine how some of these guys, these founding fathers, may have had pillow talk, you know, and that's where a lot of the wisdom and the guidance would have come from. Right. But, of course, the women never got any credit for any of that. But now we're seeing, no. he's as you said he's giving it. credit, yeah. That's fantastic.
1: That's right. Okay. So he's still actively involved in earth things. All right, trying to create some new paradigms. Okay, Franklin Roosevelt. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt was angry when I tuned into him. Uh, he is now being exposed to higher learning. He is putting together writings like a treatise on history so as to keep history correct. He is setting the record straight. It is an independent work for his own sake, as he regrets some of his own decisions. He is not in a body but is living through his progeny. So that meant he's influencing his progeny in some way. Okay, so when he's saying that he's writing the correct record of history and spirit, I find that interesting because what it suggests is that if he does return, um, he might bring that information in physical form in his, in a, in a next lifetime. That's what it feels like to me.
0: Now that's interesting that you should say that because there's another lady who's very active in the whole, uh, what, let, let's call it, S- freedom movement or sovereignty movement um, who's a granddaughter of eisenhower i'm not sure of her first name it might be lisa eisenhower but she's a a speaker at these various conferences that are held around the united states on ufos and disclosure and that kind of thing as well (laughs) as other holistic and esoteric types of subjects but it's interesting that that came up now and it's the first time i've put them two 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 and two together that's that's roosevelt though. no i know that's roosevelt but in terms of somebody's aspirations mm-hmm. coming down through their progeny that's right yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting
1: mm-hmm. pat tillman do you know who that was ahano i don't either we're we're appearing very ignorant aren't we well anyway pat tillman has not returned he has a history of being shot in battle he knows it was a fool oh i think wasn't he a football player or some sports player now that i was, was drafted oh that's what it was yeah. to football wasn't it? And then he died or no, something like that? No, he was like
0: drafted. He, he in the army. To to, yeah.
1: Yeah, he wasn't drafted. I think he volunteered He volunteered. I think he went to, to join. Afghanistan or Iran. Or but he was Iraq. a famous uh, sports player. Yes. That's it. And he got killed. That's what it was. Okay? So what he's saying is he has a past life history of being shot in battles. He knows it was a foolish choice to again join the military. It was an unreconciled past imprint. That made him join again. He is resting and reviewing uh, his life. Now, isn't that interesting how. This is what I mean about how you just really don't know about a per- person's soul. Because, you know, that would seem totally out of character, right? For somebody who would be a professional sports person to all of a sudden join the military and go off to war. But what he's saying is this was an imprint in him from other lives. Not and that. he.
0: Not like Elvis, who resisted it.
1: And he did it again. Well, then this guy did it again, knowing that, you know, he could again be killed.
0: Yes, and it does raise the question about that soul impetus, the power of the, the the surge of the soul's desire to express itself in various ways, whether it can be influenced by choices here on Earth or not. And it seemed, in his case, that he was just compelled to go forward to act out the soul's desires
1: well and sometimes they do that to overcome it in other words if he was in battles in a lot of other lives he could have wanted to go into battle again in the hope of not being killed you know to break the pattern Uh, but it doesn't look like he succeeded in that okay but anyway but that is sometimes what drives the soul
0: okay who's next on the list angel rose john
1: lennon our very own john lennon
0: Okay, give us All right. an up-to-date on where John Lennon is. Uh, he is
1: going to be born into his own grandchild because he wants to stay close to his family. He will be in music again and will influence the world again. How about that, Ahana? I don't know if his sons, his, his children, have had any grandchildren because, again, this was a couple years ago we did this, so I'd be curious to know if any of his children have had children since then because he's saying he's going to be one of them. All right, William Wallace has been back a few times in the United States and not in his native Scotland. So he was a Scotland guy. Do you remember who he was?
0: Yeah, he was one of the people who was fighting against the English for independent Scotland. He was all connected to the Mary Queen of Scots side of things and was looking for independence but yet joined with England. He was fighting for independence. Warrior type. Okay. Brave heart kind of guy.
1: Oh, okay. All right, anyway, so I'll read this again then. William Wallace has been back a few times in the United States of America and not in his native Scotland. This was a surprise because he came back in cowboy times. He liked the freedom of the Wild West. He was a fine, upstanding man who helped form the West. He wrote several books and may indeed have been Louis L'Amour.
0: He is not in a
1: body now. Well, that's interesting, huh? isn't it?
0: Yeah, that that somebody would come back and write about things. Right. That's interesting. Okay. Osama bin Laden, ahana? Okay, give us the lowdown on Osama.
1: Back when we wrote this, he had been dead over six years, and the U.S. Navy SEALs account is a political fabrication. He was blamed for a lot of things he did not do, but he was part of a plan to collapse society but he did not initiate it he would hire people for governments and was well paid 911 was the beginning of global domination a uh, world government inflated by the us to break down morale and to chip away at people's personal freedoms his Paid people would die in suicide missions to please Allah. He is caught in a whirlpool because so much hatred was projected towards him. It's keeping him caught in the lower astral layer, and he will not shift until our blame and hatred is released from him. Now, that's an interesting thing, isn't it, Hano, how a person's a collective mass consciousness's attitude toward a public figure can actually keep them stuck. I mean, he feels like he's being stuck, held stuck because of the hatred projected. His spirit can't move.
0: Yes. Now, let's spend a moment with that, Angel Rose, because mm-hmm. this this really brings up a very, very important point. And that is about prayer. And we've learned in the past about the power of prayer, how prayer can actually help somebody provide that spiritual trust to help them in in their next life right so conversely if somebody is held in 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 hatred or somebody is despised that same negative power can actually hold them and not allow them to to move. To move on and to progress. And that's this is right. exactly what Osama bin Laden is saying.
1: Yeah, when he says yes. he's stuck in a whirlpool. So, I actually saw his soul just spinning around, not being able to move on because of what's being projected toward him.
0: Right. And this is where our own forgiveness, our attitude of forgiveness, can actually help release these souls and stop them from being earthbound.
1: Yeah, that's true. And that's
0: a huge benefit to the planet. That's And to true. all the people yeah. on the planet, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. so this (laughs) this girl who asked this question she asked about John Wayne and her specific question of John Wayne was not only what is he doing but how does he feel about his house in Newport Beach being demolished (laughs) anyway so what he said was that he is resting peacefully in spirit and he doesn't care that his house in Newport Beach was demolished that's all he had to say and I think we need to, a lot of people too, when they want to contact somebody who crossed over, they do, they come from the frame of reference of what their relationship was with the person when they were here, not realizing that when people cross into spirit and they move on with stuff, they're not, they don't care about earth as much. They don't care about who their body, they don't care about the possessions. And so like this question is, is a good example of shows you that here's this person thinking, oh my god, they demolished John Wayne's house. He must be so upset in spirit. And his attitude is, I could care less, you know. Let let him have at it, you know? Funny. Okay. So we are in Malcolm X.
0: Ah, uh, Malcolm X, yes.
1: He is not in a body but rehabilitating. He is in a special group of learning where his well, when I say his back is to the earth, it just means that he's not interested in, in the earth right now. He's he's learning. Okay? Now, we discussed Thoth Ahanu, the Egyptian god, or Hermes, as he's known.
0: Yes.
1: And he told us that he was a shapeshifter. And that um, he has manipulated serpent energy in the dark arts, and has not always used his power with integrity. He actually enjoys being a trickster, giving half-truths, because he believes that if you're going to be that stupid, you deserve it. He thinks humans act like idiots. So he plays the role of giving half-truths, and enjoys seeing people struggling, trying to figure it all out. He is not interested if people fall further, through his information and has no sympathy for our ignorance I, I but yet I got to tell you this what I really got from that it sounds very nasty but I actually feel from him is when he says that he thinks we're idiots what he means is that we don't inquire into things deep enough you know we don't we hear something but we don't really inquire we don't research
0: yes like I was saying earlier we, we run with these belief systems exactly and they they we don't realize how creative the thoughts are around the belief systems and therefore we create these negative outcomes and so on and we manifest all kinds of crazy things so what he's saying is if you believe some of the stuff that i plant on the earth for you to believe in bigger fool you
1: well i think what he's saying is he only gives you what i got from it was he only gives you a part of the picture
0: It's like the 80% rule.
1: That's right. It's almost like he works in riddles, he works in half-truths, and it's up to you to research the rest. So, in a way, in a way, if we look at Thoth in a particular way, he could be a really great teacher because of that. Because he's only teasing you, he's only giving you pieces of the puzzle, what he's saying is if you don't explore and you're stupid enough to take a half-truth, then... You suffer the consequences. Like
0: pushing the student to find the answers. Yeah, first.
1: but you know, but on the one hand, he doesn't care if you do or you don't. But he's just saying, he kind of, he kind of enjoys, you know, only given half the information. Okay, so in a way, that's he doesn't really have any sympathy for us. But on the other hand, what he is saying is, you know, inquire, inquire, inquire. Okay, okay. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King being assassinated was an easy way out for him, and this is going to be a surprise. He is not in a body now, but he will come back as a rel- religious person. He is part of the JFK group that is together because they have more impact as a spiritual group than they would be individually or here in a body. He works psychically through others and has tried to help Barack Obama. By giving him brotherly strength. He has no judgment toward Obama. But sees him as a brother. In other words I felt Martin Luther King had compassion for Obama. That he thought he was having a tough time. And he was trying to uh, help him out in that way. Okay. Um, Abraham Lincoln. The only thing we got on him. Was that he was assassinated by people close to him in the south. Julius Caesar. Uh, had an indifferent attitude it was a long time ago and his soul does not want him to be seen as that person he has reincarnated several times once as a sculptor and another as a science teacher he is annoyed that he has been perceived as negative all this time and that's another thing we were just saying you know earlier about how we focus on a particular lifetime of a person and we don't let go of that thought about them. You know, that's their, our image of them, and we don't realize that they could be other people in the future or have been other people in the past. Nikola Tesla is influencing the earth in a good way. He is trying to get his inventions into use. He is inspiring inventors to bring their works to market, and we see that that is happening now. Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon has a lot of karma to make up for, He is living through his progeny, and his progeny was affected by his karma. It took a long time, and he has learned a lot. He is being used in spirit because he was a strong leader. He has no plans to return to the earth plane. Okay, Anu of the Anunnaki is alive and well and interested in what happens here, but at the moment cannot intervene. So I wonder if that's changed in the last couple of years. The Blessed Mother of Jesus, okay, was not a virgin. She was age 14 or 15 when she married. She is a huge influence on the earth and is peaceful, forgiving presence. She wants to wash away the past. She was well aware of the mission of Jesus. She wants to bring peace and cares very much about humanity. So that's the end of them all, Hannah. We realized after that that we had forgotten to ask about Elvis, so we'll have to do that at another time.
0: Let me draw up a very, very quick little summary of what we've covered today. We have found that the planes of existence are real after death. There's many planes, and Hitler is observing but not participating. He is quarantined in the afterlife. Gandhi is a ball of light. He's a masterful being. Joan of Arc came back as an artist. Harriet Tubman incarnated as a black newspaper boy and said, y'all haven't changed much. John F. Kennedy was with the Founding Fathers, watching and influencing, but not in body at this time. We also found that original thought, there is such a thing as original thought, and also, inspirational thoughts can come from the mind of God. We found out that Michael Jackson was responsible. He did take responsibility for his own lack of responsibility around his death and in his life. Princess Diana is in the family of Dodi Fayed. As it's about religion in the afterlife, we did discuss that in some detail about people taking their religious beliefs with them into the afterlife. And then we found that all the planes of existence in the afterlife are all made up by us. And that's a huge mind shaker, isn't it really, when you consider that not only is this life made up by us, but all the planes of existence in the afterlife are made up by us also. (laughs) Take that one home and think about it. Mary Magdalene was not legally married to Jesus. They were twin flames and were married in spirit. They had children and went to France together. She is not on earth now. She came to put ascension codes back into the human DNA. Jesus is involved in advanced spiritual work on other planetary locations, working as an advocate for intergalactic peace. He will appear, but not return in a physical body. We spoke about martyr consciousness and the victim-victimizer mindset. Angel Rose mentioned about the Naked Truth video, which showed that 18 times in history we saw the virgin birth, crucifixion and resurrection, and the ascension all happened before in different ages. Jacques Cousteau is on a plane of music and is still concerned about the oceans. George Washington is in a place of learning, is not in a body. Queen Elizabeth I is a rock star, enjoying her freedom with influencing people through music. Dr. Mary Wallace is a grandmother in Connecticut. Thomas Jefferson is acting in politics and business right now, active, I'm sorry, active in politics. Franklin Roosevelt is exposed to higher learning and is setting the historical record straight. He's living through his progeny. Pat Tillman had a past life history of being shot in battle. He is resting and reviewing john lennon will be in music again and will influence the world through music william wallace helped found the wild west help helped what was that angelo's he helped not so much found there was some other word you used developed the wild west osama bin laden said the navy seal's account of his death was a fabrication and that 9-11 was the beginning of the clampdown of the wor- world order. John Wayne was not concerned about his house in Newport Beach. Malcolm X is not in a body and is not interested in Earth right now. Thoth, or Hermes, has not always used his power with integrity and thinks humans act like idiots. Martin Luther King will be back as a religious person and is working to help Barack Obama right now. Julius Caesar does not want to be seen as negative anymore. Nikola Tesla is inspiring inventors. Napoleon Bonaparte is living through his progeny and has no plans to return to earth. Anu of the Anunnaki cannot intervene in earth. The Blessed Mother wants to wash away the past and to bring peace to earth. So there you are. Folks, it brings us to the end of our program today. You've been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio. We have a couple of very, very quick little announcements.
1: Let me just, while you're getting that ready, let me just quickly say, though, that with Diana, I'm not sure if she will be a granddaughter or if she will be a girl born into one of uh, Dodi Fayed's relatives. So I just have to say that. And uh, there's one other thing. You mentioned I wanted to clear up, but I suppose it doesn't matter right now. Oh, Harriet Tubman, Tubman was not too proud of Obama. That's the other thing. She was disappointed in that's him. That's right, she was. And here, you, yeah, and here you had Martin Luther King having compassion, but Harriet Tubman yes. uh, didn't have much compassion for, him, for Obama.
0: Okay, next week, it could be you. If you want to join us on the radio, on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, contact us at worldofempowerment.com. Until next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings and thanks for listening to myself, Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. Sloan august bainacht de Liv Galeir.